What's up, everybody? Tyler here from the Antihero Podcast, and I'm selling out for an ad. However, none of this would be possible on the audio platforms without Spotify for Podcasters. Spotify for Podcasters allows me to record, edit, and distribute to all audio platforms for the Antihero Podcast. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, all you need is a mic and a computer. Hell, I don't even think you need that. I think you literally just need your phone. Spotify for Podcasters is for you, so give them a try. This is not just eight hours a day of... I mean, Dennis swears. Yeah. He, they're Jersey boys, so they're fucking weird in general. But the whole staff looks like they're about to go to a club. <laughs> All their hair is yelled up. They got earpieces in. It's They use fireworks and fucking smoke machines. You feel each like, instructor has a WWE <laughs> entrance. They have a walkout song. It's fun. <laughs> it, I, I mean, I don't know if it's meant to be serious or meant to be like, fuck it, let's go all out. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like it's fucking lunch and they pump... You know, it's 7 a.m. and they're pumping music. <laughs> you pull that up was, outside, dude. Just... <laughs> All right, we're on. Sweet. Oh, shit. Cameras look good. All right, cool. So we're here at Street Cop Conference. If there's a lot of background noise, we apologize in advance, but uh, they're, they're, playing, they're bumping some Jersey shit, so... But uh, we got Kendra running the booth from the side because we're occupying the booth to run the podcast. So how's your experience been so far? It's been fun. <laughs> the, after the classes have been fun. It's been good seeing some uh, some people I knew from last conference and then uh, from the academy up in Virginia and just uh, meeting people you're friends with on Instagram and stuff like that. Dude, from, from the get, I mean, there's, this, there's the stereotypes, you know, but... From the get-go, when we pulled into Nashville, went to our Airbnb, I could spot cops. They're just, I mean, like, checking in, which ended up being our new friends, Chris, Chris, Zach. They they were the ones checking in. I had no idea who they were, but I could tell that they were fucking cops. (laughs) I'm sure they said the same to you. (laughs) (laughs) So we all had flat-billed hats and looked like (laughs) douchebags. You still hungover? No, no. I, uh... Just tired. So, so far, we're on day four. And it feels like, Kendra explained it best, it feels like it's been the longest, shortest week ever. Like, because the days are long. If you, like, running the vending booth, you're here for eight hours a day. And a lot it. of the, uh, you're not really doing much when the classes are going on. Yeah, and they turn, for the motivational speakers, they turn down the fucking lights. So you're just sitting in a, a huge dark room trying not to fucking knock shit over and be yeah. loud because we got told to shut up because the way the conference is set up is that this whole area is all the vendors and then back i don't know if you can see it but back behind these drapes is the actual conference where they have like 1500 seats or if you're lucky you're a vendor on that side yeah <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how you got that i so, feel like we probably do better back here though yeah i mean it, it has been wild um it's so crazy because, like, so we're here with Refracted Wolf Apparel, and the shirts that don't kill it online killed kill it, it here. here. And then the shirts that kill it online weren't a big hit here. I, and, and and it is definitely something, like, where you go somewhere and you, you know vendors are there, yeah. you're going to buy. Like, yeah, it's you part of, you're marketing to buy stuff. Yeah, it, it's part of the experience, you know. Yeah. When, you're, when you're online just chilling at your house, it's not part of the life experience to buy shirts. Yeah. When you go to... An event like this, it's part of the experience to fill up a fucking vendor bag and go get free shit, you know, and then go from there. Dennis has come by twice, 
but it was to look for Brent. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I I think I watched I finished watching one of his podcasts. I think he has the best intentions. I just yes. think that his he's Jersey, yeah. so he comes off like a douchey dude, but he's not. But and I, you're you're I, from up north, so you can say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, and, and I thought he didn't like me at first. <laughs> the, the fuck's this Wolfhead company coming in here and putting their flags everywhere? <laughs> you also probably just stand and stare. I do? I don't know. I said you probably do. You're not the most outgoing person. Yeah, that's true. We got Adam here. He's our uh, he's our draw for all the customers. So, the um, I ran out uh, poker chips last night. I brought a pocket full of poker chips. Did you have out. 50 or 100? 50. I have more, but I put a pocket full when I went out last night and ended up handing out a bunch. We had uh, some of the guest speakers here were Cody, Cody, what's his name? The Marine Raider. Hartford, Hart, Hart. I'll tell you. They had Josh, I can't remember. Josh Redman was one. I'm horrible with names. Is Kyle name? Carpenter. Kyle Carpenter, so. And... We didn't take pictures with any of them. Yeah, Cody Alford. Alford? Alford. What is it? Alford. A L. Alford. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, we wanted to try to get them to come by, give them some free shit, take some pictures with them for, like, it would be good marketing, but they were. They're so bombarded by everybody else. We got, you got a thousand cops just trying to fucking talk to them and, and get their you know oh hey! and then of course they have to be cool but I, I don't know I just can't find it in myself to chase them down and suck yeah. their dicks not literally but <laughs> <laughs> so. what else you got was that on your list <laughs> no but it's not in the right order <laughs> so we went we've been here three nights so we came Sunday night uh, it was, and we knew it was a mixer or cocktail hour, but we didn't know we were supposed to set up. So we show up and they're like, are y'all going to set up? So it was mainly me and Kendra, right? Or what What's were that? you doing? You were at the hotel doing runs Sunday night when we got no, here. I, I was here. You were here? Yeah. We were, all three of us were busting our ass to get this fucking thing set up. And no, we, you guys were setting up. I was running in and out from the car. To get oh, sh- yeah. Uh, bringing shirts, stuff bringing in. Yeah. So. We set it up, and then I mean, we and then they had a bar next to us, so that's nice. That worked out, yeah. and we it just like we sold a lot in two hours, and then every day has been pretty consistent, and um, you just have to pick when you're gonna drink and when you're not gonna drink. You know, like if you got some, if you want to hit a class and pay attention at eight thirty in the morning, yeah, you, you can't drink I, that night. I'll give credit to some people that I was out with. They they sent me snaps that they were here at eight. I don't yeah, know they how. came and asked about you. Adam went out last night <laughs> and died on his bed for a couple hours. <laughs> oh, man. Not hungover, though, just tired. I noticed that a lot of them are talking about testosterone openly. Are uh, they? Are the guest speakers? The guest or speakers. The guest speakers are? Yeah, they're talking about actively uh, taking testosterone and stuff. Yeah. So. I think it's become more uh, appropriate, not appropriate, uh, accepted. Yeah, especially when people like special ops dudes come and talk about taking it. He, he openly talks. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't put that in there. Beep. Fucking <laughs> yeah, about put people's personal business out there. <laughs> talk about it. HIPAA, HIPAA. But yeah, give a shout out to y'all. Give a shout out to Kendra. Kendra. She pretty much ran this whole thing. She's still running it right now. 
as we're doing this. And Adam helped out. I was <laughs> he only does like what he points. does what he can. He doesn't know. He doesn't. I know. I saw you run in the card machine, and you were like, ah. But Adam's one of those dudes. If you teach him once, he's good. But he's got he's got to know what he's doing. <laughs> I, I I figured it out. So. So. I mean, it is cool seeing people walk around with all your merch on. Yeah, I've uh, never had that. This is I've never vended before either. It's uh, it's nice because then other people see them with the merch on, and it's something that when you see a lot of people with one company, oh, you want now you want that company. So yeah, it's social proof. It's in everybody. It's not no matter what. It's a human nature thing. Yeah, you have to see. It's almost the easiest way to put it is it has to be cool. Yeah, but you have to so, like subconsciously socially see people wearing it. Yeah. So you're like, okay, it's not, you know. I mean, you can go super punk. The poker chips are in my bag if you want to get them out. Sorry. I was... So you gave them all away? No, I gave all the ones in my pocket oh. away. So. But yeah, no one's going to, if it's just, if we came in, it was just us wearing it. Probably no one's going to be like, hey, let me. Which originally what it was. And I, I was telling you, last night when I went to the bar, some guy who's not law enforcement or military saw a couple of us wearing it and actually asked about it and I end up giving them a... Uh, Will you hand her some stickers? Hey, yeah. Kendra. We're making sales. And like we talked about, being the only apparel company has really helped. And being yes. associated with Street Cop. So we're here. We're So we're one of the vendors for Street Cop Training Conference. We're the only... I mean, 1350 apparel is here. Yeah, but they're more actual on-duty. Yeah, that and they're not selling shirts. They're selling contracts right now. They're trying to get people to like buy a thousand long sleeves dry fit shirts with their agency on them. That's gotcha. their big thing. And they have examples out of what they can do, but they're not selling. We're the only place, other than Street Cop Training's merch, we're the only place you can get yeah. t-shirts. So, that helped. Now, if they, if you sat grunt style next to us, <laughs> we might not sell as well. <laughs> but, what's up, man? <laughs> so, I mean... Uh, kind of weird doing a podcast out in the open. Yeah, people just walk by and look yeah, at you. Yeah, staring like, at it like we're in a fucking cage. At least you're not doing it by yourself. That'd be a little more weird. People just walk by and see you talking to the mic by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're oh yeah, and, we're, and we got put next to Brent in First Responders Coffee Company. So which has been nice. Dude, Brent is the nicest dude in the world. Yeah, he very humble. He's yeah, he's a fucking Delta Force dude. Twenty years in the military. He's nicer to me than any cop has ever been. Yeah. Any cop. So, that guy, he's like, um, if he likes you, he'll help you. Yeah. Like, he ain't going to hold your hand, but, he, you know, if he'll take care of you if he likes you. So, we'll see if we can. I've been trying to push people into his tent <laughs> after they buy it from me. So. The plug in the first uh, responder coffee company? Yeah, yeah, I'll throw up something. Uh, and then... Uh, I'm actually going to do a street interview with him later. Okay. Where we're going to walk through a subscription process. Because I'm a piece of shit and I haven't subscribed yeah, yet. Yeah. So. Not that I drink Bang or Monster or anything. Have you learned anything? Have you been paying attention to classes at all? No. <laughs> no. <coughs> I know everything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just hard. I work at this agency. We know everything. Yeah. We have the best training there is. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. This is really super cool. I just, you know, it's, um, it, some of it, I don't want to, I, I just, watch. a lot of it, I don't want to say a lot of it's repetitive. Uh, they, they have other classes that we're talking about, like, uh, the tactical med where they plugged it in last, last year. 
Tactical I wish they would, management? Tactical med. Oh, like, med. I wish they would plug more classes like that. and Because uh, this is more pretty much all interdiction stuff. Yeah, or do you think that they could, if it got big enough, they could run two two at the same time and you just got to pick? Like when you go to a concert and they got two stages rocking, you got to pick which yeah. you want to go to? I, I just feel like if you do that, you might lose, I don't know. You got then you got to pick what class you want, and they 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 would rather give everybody all the information. Wow. Yeah. Well, clearly they had. Time. I mean, Friday's only a half day. They had time to do it. Yeah. But they uh, stuff like if you do the two classes too, like they got that class, the gun game, that everybody's gonna go. to. Oh yeah. So no one's gonna go if they have two classes going on at once. Yeah. No one's gonna go to the other one. So. Who else is here? We had the field crash survival people here. Uh, yeah. Mike. From the special forces community, I don't know his name. He's a guy that shit on cops on Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, well, he didn't shit on cops. He said something that he should. It was a closed door conversation, and he shouldn't have said. And it got taken out of context. Yeah, so yeah, I got you. Everybody's walking around with guns here. Like we don't know who's cops and who's not. Well, I had my gun to try to help sell. So people knew we were cops. I didn't post it. <laughs> you do, well, You I made a good it. point. I, <laughs> I did. I was like, oh, that's a good point. But that was why I wore it. I was gonna wear my badge and lanyard, but I forgot it at home. <laughs> so I figured everybody knows we're cops. Yeah. Oh, we try to. Whenever someone comes in, we make conversation with them, ask them where they're from, let them know we're cops, so they know they're buying from. Obviously, if you're at the conference, you're a cop. But as a vendor, it's nice to let them know we're cops. So yeah. They know they're buying from another cop. Not you think that helps us? Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely like a punk rock brand. I don't think it would hurt that bad if we weren't cops, but I think it does help a little bit. Well, like, a lot of people don't understand, like, if they get, like, butthurt about the podcast or, or the clothing line, they're like, ugh. It's like, the, over, underneath all of what we're doing, it's for fucking cops. The yeah. podcast is meant to get a voice out there for street cops to maybe inspire other people to do it. That You know, uh, the clothing line is, we, we put shit on shirts that, you know, street cops want to wear, yeah. and you know, we get out there, and you know, essentially, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but you know, I can't, I can't, I'm not trying to say I'm trying to help the street cop community, but I can't if you know people are hating on it too much. Yeah. You know, not that anyone's hating on it here, but I will say, uh, the podcast is a lot bigger than I expect it to be. I got buddies from the Marine Corps and stuff texting me like, "Oh, is this your brother?" And they'll they'll see clips that you have that never met you. Mm. And uh, you got my like IG and TikTok and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that's huge. Sometimes you get an episode like this though, where it's just like a buddy con- conversation, and we're just kind of talking, and there's not a lot of good clips to come out of it. Yeah, it's hard to make shorts out of it. Yeah, because yeah. it's just like me and Kendra did the haunting one, the paranormal one, and it's a great episode, but there's not really like one minute. Because sometimes I'll go into an episode, I know what we're going to talk about, and I'll have it in my head. What I'm gonna say, and I'll try and say it in a minute. Okay. And I, like I know, like that's gonna be a viral clip. But you know, there was um, there was one dude here. I'm not gonna name names or talk about. But I have a feeling he doesn't like me very much. In fact, I know he doesn't because he's talked shit about me. He's got a high status on social media. And when he's did he say talk shit about you? He's got a high status in our in the agency we work for. Oh, people uh, would go to me. Uh, yeah, people would go up to me and be like, "Yo, I." Not who I thought. He's he's talking shit about you. He's texting people behind your back and like, so it was it's like. But I know he was. I want to say he was threatened by me. He's the only like, 
and essentially a, an opportunity for me at work didn't happen because there was a, I believe people in his camp were, and he was here and I was like, man, it's like, it's kind of like, I didn't want him to be here. I wanted to go enjoy it. And, uh, again, he's got a high status in my department. So we keep looking at it. <laughs> just people walking by, uh, but he's got a high status in the department. So I was like, I wasn't gonna let it like ruin my shit, and we did like he would like see me. We we would just say hey, what's up, and uh, you know, we're clearly not <laughs> compatible. And um, it was funny too because he want he likes he wants to be I think the star sometimes of the show, and uh, what I I don't know I can't talk about this without <laughs> shitting on him too much. I don't want to do that. So, well, speaking, I saw the other guy uh, last night from our agency. Oh yeah yeah. He's pretty cool. You can tell he's from Florida because he's wearing a winter jacket. <laughs> <laughs> Was he wearing the hat? No, I don't think he's wearing a hat. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but, uh, it was pretty cool going out, too, out of town and seeing people wearing your stuff. So. Well, next year is going to be in Orlando. Yeah. So April 29th through May 5th. Um, the Street Conference is coming to Orlando, which logistically will be awesome for us. Technically in Kissimmee, but... Oh, May 7th? I think Gaylord's... Isn't that in Kissimmee? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Techn- technically, it's Osceola County, and it's in Kissimmee. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, that'll be awesome. A lot shorter of a drive. Huh? A lot shorter of a drive. Yeah. Yeah, it took us 12 hours to get here pulling a trailer. So, <coughs> But it was definitely fucking worth it. Um, yeah. Just promoting the merchandise and everything. Yeah, because, I mean, it's essentially... We got like you know we we put a we invested a lot into our setup so, yeah um it, you got to draw people in you can't you can have the best shirts in the world but if you don't have something like going like hey like so we bought like the flags with the skulls on them oh yeah that was a good idea yeah. <sighs> also with the conference and setting us up is really good for networking not even just just to meet people so if you got want information somewhere else or if you're going somewhere you want to meet up with someone grab a beer. I'm one of those uh, yeah, weird that's, guys. That's a you thing. That's not I, anything. I stay in touch with everybody. So I don't know how you do it. What's so, uh, last conference? I met a guy, and he actually, when he came down to Orlando, we met up, grabbed some beers together. So. I don't even have time for my own family, let alone people that <laughs> I, I have meet. Kids. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. If you're a contact person, like, yeah, and I've seen this too. Like, street street cops got its own little cult crew. Yeah. That all communicate with each other all year long, and then when it hits, they all party, and I mean, and they party. Yeah. It, something about when cops get together, it's, it's a lot of drinking and partying. Yeah. I think it's uh, cops. Kinda, well, so we started noticing, like, I was, like, sitting at, I, we went to a little honky-tonk bar, me and Kendra, last night. Well, not a honky-tonk bar, but it was, like, a country bar. It was, it's pretty dope. It was nice. And, uh. And you could, it was full old people that were from Nashville, but you could tell when a cop walked in because they all walk in. First off, taking their haircut and their t-shirts out of it. <laughs> Every cop walks like this. <laughs> right? And then he's like, uh, he's a cop. Like, it's very, yeah. Angry. And then, you know, even, and then when they're, they're so, I don't want to say stuck up because that's not the right word. They're so like, all the time that when they, when they drink, they let loose. Yeah. And, and you kind of feel. That's safer around uh, other cops. Not like physically safe, but you yeah. can, you, you're more comfortable. Comfortable is a better word. You're more comfortable around other cops, and you're willing to let loose a little more. Until there's that one person in the group that like leaks a photo. 
Oops. <laughs> there's always one person that gets in a lot of trouble. Yeah. When there's a lot of drinking and cops involved. I'm not sure if it has has happened, but I was betting at least one cop would get arrested in Nashville. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't I, even seen a cop. I wonder time. if like, I know the Capitol Police take care of people in DC. Yeah. I wonder if Nashville like their mindset is let's take care of these guys rather than try to jam them up. But police work's gotten so shitty now. Yeah. Don't don't when next year. <laughs> don't bank on it. <laughs> yeah. To be honest with you guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it won't be my agency, so it'll be uh, I, a lot of people will be coming. Yeah, but but going back to cops, when they come in to this booth, right? We have it set up to where you can walk in. Essentially, we made it a little mini store, and they all come in like this. And then all you have to do is talk to them, and their guard comes completely down. But that's yeah. their walk around face. Is like, and you like watch them here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shitting on anybody. No, no. I, I do the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just natural, I guess. And Dennis brought up a good point. I think it was the first thing he said. It was either Sunday night or Monday morning. Um, yeah, it was Monday morning. He was doing his presentation. And he was talking about how, um, you know, we're street cops. Everyone here is essentially some form of a street cop. They have interest in being a street cop. And when you write fucking tickets all day, you turn the people that support us against us. And and. Yeah. and, and Again, there needs to be traffic enforcement. I'm not saying that. And there needs to be motors out there writing tickets, just like there has to be IA. Yeah. But when everybody just writes tickets to the people that stop and then doesn't go out there and find crime, like that that's what they were bringing up here is that, you know, pull cars over all day. I'm yeah. all about that. And if somebody gets pissed because they get pulled over, then fuck them. But, yeah. you know, I, and but I tell everybody... You- how you handle a stop also, like, if you're just an asshole off the get-go, I don't understand why. That's a big thing nowadays, too, is, I don't know, it's a power flex, but when you're stopping cars, you're being an asshole to them. Just because you stop a car, just because someone's speeding, doesn't mean you can't be nice to them. And a lot of people will thank you. It sounds yeah. corny, and it sounds like you learn in the academy, but it, if there's been plenty of times I've stopped people, and they thank you. I've had them write up tickets, and they thank you. It's all how you talk to people, which is becoming lost in our... Uh, our job for sure. Yeah, because I mean, motors like traffic cops. When they pull people over, they're very stern. They say the yeah. same script and they don't deviate. And they technically can't get in trouble. But people are like, he was an asshole. Like, no, he just wasn't nice. Yeah. And I, when I pull people over, man, I um, I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm, you know, I'm very real. I do literally everything but swear. <laughs> and 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 I tell them straight up, I'm not going to write you any tickets. And, and that's something I learned from Dennis, I think. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, because if they act weird after that. Something's wrong. Yeah. So if you tell them, hey, I'm not going to, don't worry, I'm not going to write you any tickets. I'm just going to run you. Make sure you ain't one out of Texas for murder. And if they don't giggle or chuckle or go, oh, okay. And you can still see that they're visibly nervous. Again, some people are just nervous around the police. I'm probably, if I got pulled out, I'd probably be the same way. But, um, you know, that's a a huge (laughs) tactic. I was uh, telling someone, I can't remember where it was at, but going along with that is if how you act. If you go up to the car and you're acting nervous, you're amped up and everything like that, you can't read that person's behavior because they're going to be all amped up and nervous and everything based off yours. But if you go up there and calm and they're amped up, then you know something's going on. Yeah. How are you at – because I, I, I started lacking in it a little bit. Um, I was with a unit, unit with my agency for almost a year, and I didn't do a lot of street stuff for a while, and I kind of like had to get back into it. A lot of what? Street stuff, okay. like traffic stops and stuff. Um, when 
you walk up to a window, how good are you at scanning the whole what you're inside the car? Honestly, <laughs> I, it, I know where my weakness are, and that's one thing I need to start. Um, because well, it depends if if I'm thinking they have narcotics or something like that, then yeah, I try to look for stuff. If I'm like, oh, this is just a regular stop, I'm I get kind of complacent. Yeah. It, well, and you had to be able to visibly see. If you're not wearing your glasses, small details like, you know, yeah, like a black gun and a black cup holder at night, it might not be, you know. That's probably why you should wear your glasses. Yeah. <laughs> but I, contacts, but. <laughs> I mean, so, like, there was one time we pulled over a car, and we knew, it was a targeted pullover. We knew who we were pulling, well, not who, but we knew why we were pulling them over, and they were involved with another car, apparently. That car went across the street. And was watching us. So then our, we were, our, the other half of our, they were counter surveilling us. Yeah, yeah. Or they were surveilling us. Or the other half of our squad was counter surveilling them, saying, hey, you guys need to uh, end this traffic stop and get out with that car. It's it's blacked out and facing you guys. Why didn't the other squad go get out with them? Without getting into that person. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and so we wrap up that traffic stop. I pull up. Now, mind you, he's sitting in a gas station parking lot. Um, he's not doing anything illegal. Just watching us isn't illegal. I have no PC to stop this person. Do a consensual. I, I, so I pull up. Now, in the state of Florida, if it's a consensual, if you're just walking up in a car, you have to give them access to leave. So I had that's, to. I'm pretty sure that's everywhere. Yeah, I had to park. So, therefore, if something happened, he was able. he's able yeah. to leave. So I park. <clears throat> And I walk up and I see two people sitting in there and I'm talking to this dude and he's kind of being a prick, but not really. He's being, he's not just being, he's not being friendly. Yeah. And I look down, there's a fucking Glock in the center console. And I'm like, what the f-? And I, I, and I was, I was pissed. And then I was like, well, cause he was like, what? I got a concealed carry permit, I, but he was from Georgia. He was from another state. I'm like, oh, first off, we, I mean, we did our whole thing. I told him don't fucking touch that guy. We took everybody out, handcuffed him. Then we figured out in his state, that's how he thought he was doing the right thing. Cop was walking up to the car. He didn't want to touch the gun. I was like, can you at least let me fucking know you're sitting next to a Glock? <laughs> like, you know, but I was really, that scared me because I don't, I mean, if he wanted to do something, I don't know. Maybe his movement would have jarred my eye to it, but yeah. it was a solid, like, long, too long. I had a, uh I, I'm kind of different. I get safety is big, but I'm also big with the Constitution, like the right to carry. So with people with guns, it, their behavior is a big indicator to me. But I've had cars where like, it's not like we pull people out. They have a gun in their pocket. I do the whole don't touch the gun. I, I had one like put their hand on the seat in front of them while I took the gun out. I've had them put on their head, their head while I take the gun out. I make the gun safe. I just have them go stand back because... If they, if they had a concealed weapon yeah. permit. These are compliant got, people. These yeah. are just regular, ordinary yep. people. And I, I, same thing. I was mad they didn't tell me because both of them was when I opened. They're both on the passenger side, and both of them had it in the front pocket hanging out. So when I opened, it was the first thing they, I saw. It's like, bro, just just tell me. But we have a lot of guys that, like, they'll have a this person will have a concealed weapon permit, and you do need to tell a cop just for everybody's safety, but they don't. And, uh, these cops will be pulling people at gunpoint, clear channel, uh, got one or two, one at gunpoint, uh, to give me more units. And then all of a sudden at the end of the stop, you don't hear anything. You go back and look and they 
just cleared the call with a they'll, they'll secure everybody and they'll clear the call with no, nothing and it's kind of like this person is, uh yeah white male unsecured wrong yeah now if you pull them over car smells like drugs i can kind of see it guns and dr- dope um or they're acting very weird mm-hmm. i you, to me you can if someone's acting very suspicious and you're worried about either the, you getting hurt or them taking off you can throw them in ha- handcuffs on a traffic yeah. stop you just gotta it's be best to articulate why you're doing that but so I have no problem with my if safety. they're acting weird, but if it's just a regular person, you don't you're not go, looking yeah, at well, dig deep. That's a big thing because a lot of people like to do the look at me radio talk. Yes. Um, so when you hear when you hear and you'll know who it is, you're like, oh, he's got another, you know, compliant, uh, concealed weapon, good, constitutional, you know, abiding person. Can you know, like, I don't know what I just said, but I don't know what I was trying to say. And, you know, the people that, like, okay, so I'll pull somebody over. They say, hey, just to let you know, I, I have concealed carry permit. I have a firearm. And I usually go, where's that? Um, if it's a traffic stop, we, I, my this is all based off of how you want to handle it because it's you that has to think. Yeah. And quick. So, for me, I just need to know where it's at. Yeah. If I know where it's at, the fact that he told me where it's at probably means statistically that he's not going to try and shoot me with it. Yeah. So, I'll leave it where it's at, and um, but you know we we have these people that, all right, sir, get, step out of the car, put him in handcuffs. He's a fucking right, and he's telling you about it and for your safety. Then and they gotta get on the radio, firearm secure. Yeah, we got was well, a firearm secure, and they do the thing too, bro. This fucking kills me. Uh, all right, so that or a couple when when we do our proactive policing and we're like, hey, do you mind if uh, we search you? People are like, yeah. When they turn them around and jam their fucking fingers up their back, like, dude, he's giving you consent. So if he would now, if he went, dude, get off me. That's not resisting arrest. But but we have deputies that, that will probably <laughs> but, like take them down, slam them down. You and know. Try them, I to me, I'm the same way. If someone gives you consent to search, you gripping their hands behind their back while searching them is no longer consensual. That's that's my opinion. I will never do that. Now, if you got PC, and I've had someone's like, oh well. Uh, if they knock you upside the head while you're searching them, or like uh, they take off running, they take off fucking running. They well, took off running. Well, I have nothing on them. And the thing too, again, this is all a game of numbers. But statistically speaking, the person that's going to allow you to search them is going to say no, rather than go, oh shit, he searched me. Yeah, they're just going to say no or take yep. off running from the get go. So I mean, obviously, because somebody's going to go, I have this one time where I've had a lot of. Consensuals that led to dope arrest, yeah, because they think they're not going to do it, but they don't. They don't usually. I've never had one fight. I've had them try to run and stuff. Here's like that, here's a question for you: You're searching somebody, you know, you just know. I don't want it to make it sound like we're stereotyping, no, but, but behaviors, yeah. history with them, stuff like that. You're searching, and I guess it's still a no because they like, like do something like that, like if they if they hit you. I mean, because you're a human being in a very tense situation. If you're searching somebody and they go like this, you're going to wrap them up for your safety yeah. and then go, wait, what are we doing right now? Yeah. I. If I did it, it would be pretty chill. Yeah. Chill. <laughs> it might be reactionary and I'm be like, hey, I'm, I'm going to let you go. But well, at that point now, it, it's tense. It's heated. You got to put them in handcuffs for your safety, especially but, if it's just you. But is it consensual? If it's still consensual, I know I'm going to. Get away. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> this never happened. <laughs> well, if you think about it, you're you're still taking away their their freedom, even if it's just brief. Like if you throw them in handcuffs and all they do is tense, they could be 
they could have uh, mental issues going on. They could just not want to be like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. And at what point? I you'll see people all the time too searching cars, and you can tell when the person's starting to revoke consent. I'm not going to give it to them. Like, hey, you can say no, but I'm also gonna if they're somebody if they're starting to say no, I'm gonna stop searching. Um, I'm consent searches. I usually dive in and try to hit the spot, hot spots to get PC to keep searching. So, like, I had one time uh, my backup officer was like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry. They said no. Like, they want you to stop searching. I'm like, oh, no big deal." And uh, sent her on her way. And my back is like, "Man, I'm sorry, but I, she said no." I was like, "No, I'd, I'd rather not find dope than violate her rights and find out." And I, it's, it's 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 weird because. I do love these classes. I love doing dope work and stuff like that. But I would much rather let someone go and not violate their rights yeah. than violate the rights for a stat. And and there's, there's, that's not a mindset a lot of people have. Well, it's it's a very huge responsibility yeah. to give a human being as a constitutionalist and American. It, you have a very big responsibility to not violate people's rights. And I and everybody would be like, well, duh. But you don't understand. You give a 20, 20 21-year-old kid that responsibility. And then you tell them to go fight crime. Get me stats. Yeah. They're I, like, I mean, like, you have that the attitude you can't beat the ride to jail. Like, it, it depends. on As long as you actually have PC and everything like that, if it's not a strong case, sometimes there's people that need to go to jail, as long as you have the probable cause. But you need to try to make a case. I, some guys will get their probable cause or whatever and just stop working. That's all they care about is taking someone to jail. Yeah. And the person might need to go to jail. But there's more investigation to be done. But these guys, these guys will be the ones that think they're shit hot because their numbers are high. But your number is high because you're doing the minimal amount of work, and then you're going straight to straight back to the road to arrest someone else instead of working that one case all the way through. Well, it's because of quantity over quality. Yeah, and a lot of people, and that's how they survive too, because if you if if you're trying to do quality but you don't do quality work, yeah. then you gotta survive with quantity. Yeah, and, and there's. There's nothing also, wrong with nothing that. Wrong Might with, as well be a motors cop if you're going to do that. Though. <laughs> There's nothing wrong when you're a new cop stopping a ton of cars. Because mm-hmm. how else are you supposed to learn behavior? That's how you, yes, that's how you uh, learn. Yeah. It's like, okay, I stopped 20 cars my tour this week, right? And I noticed that I got two arrests. And out of those two arrests, these were the same behaviors. Yeah. These were the same things. <laughs> Brent dancing behind the scenes. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so, uh, and, fuck, I forgot where I was going with that. But that's a, oh, I know. So, down where we work, the state of Florida, there's no magistrate. You take someone to jail, you take them to jail, they go straight to jail. And uh, you usually don't have to go to court to testify. So, you don't have to worry about looking like an idiot. I came from Virginia. You had the magistrate, so you had to testify what happened. Just Did you have to fault. convince the magistrate why you're taking them to jail, or is it kind of just one of those? You just had to say what your probable cause was. You don't and have to prove that. At no, any you don't have to okay. prove. Just stuff. making sure you had PC. Yeah, yeah, you're like, not out you know there. How like, supervisors now want to read your probable cause yeah. statement to make sure that's all you did with the magistrate. And uh, some magistrates try to be judges. There's only one that was bad for us, but she, she really wasn't that bad. She just was really nitpicky. Um, then you had other magistrates that would be like. Well, you technically also have this charge, too, and this charge. And so I, I really like the magistrate system. And then uh, going to court, as bad as it sucked, I enjoyed it because you learned what you did wrong. Like, if your case got dropped, you learned what you did wrong. You also had to testify. So if, if you're being petty, you have to stand in front of everybody and be like, yeah, I, I'm petty. Yeah. I, I did that. Like, 
So I, I think it's a much better system. But and also, sounds like we're shit talking a lot. There are a lot of good cops that we work with, and the bad cops we were talking about, they're they're, they're not, not bad doing, cops. Yeah, they're, they're not just, doing unconstitutional they're not, stuff. They're so, not doing anything wrong per se, per policy or morally wrong. They're well, just, the type of person that it takes to be a cop, you're you're out there solving the world's problems every yeah. day. You can't be wrong. So you develop this personality that you're always right. Yeah. And it's really and so to I'm the same way. I, I, I'm saying this because it's me. It's me. How many how many miles do you have to change your oil? It's fucking <laughs> six thousand. Anyways, so but you, you know, but you're the same way. Kendra's yep. the same way. I mean, everybody in this fucking building is the same way. When you fix people's problems, they rely on you every day to be right. They rely on you. Yeah. Sometimes you you fake it till you make it, but then it changes your personality. And when you go to critique a new cop about something, again, I'm the same way. And I, I, you know, they typically don't receive it well. And then it's like, you know, and I, I think the, the it's the magical five year rule. Is when you realize so much about yourself, your career. Did you say five years? Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's a great number because that's when you're like, okay, there's guys out here. I, first off, I'm not the best. I'm not the baddest. Nope. I'm not uh, at anything. There's always a bigger fish in the sea. So, like, I started, I learned it way before five years. But, like, I just take my pride aside. When I get some good dope, I call you. I call our buddy James. You know, I'll call people that know what the fuck they're doing just like I would call somebody about uh, traffic citations. If or I domestic need or something. Yes. Uh, a specialty in an, a detective. like That's a, a big thing, too, is no one wants to ask for help. Yeah. I, th- I learned that at early, really early on in my career because I was blessed and I worked for a small agency that didn't have a lot going on with guys that came from other agencies with a lot of experience. So I've learned if you put your pride aside... And don't act like you know everything. You find the guy that's better than you, and you learn from him. But unfortunately, a lot of people find the person better than them, and then hate on them, shit talk them, don't want to be like them. And it's really you can learn a lot from. Well, other and, but people. again, one thing you got to worry about as a cop is it's an alpha world. And I said this in another podcast. Uh, you got to worry about like if you if you say like, oh, cool, I didn't know that. Thanks, man. Thanks for your help. Can you help me with this? People are gonna go, dude. He don't know his shit. Yeah, they're gonna start like treating you different so i mean there is that pride thing that you have to be a little bit proud as a cop but it's definitely the culture and i really love here how most of the instructors will tell you tell us to treat each other well yeah because the fucking world hates us the shitheads hate us the politicians treat us like shit our admin doesn't take care of us in general not ours yeah, but yeah, in general yeah. law enforcement ad all we have is each other and then we'll turn around and shit on each other. Yeah. It's like, you know. You're saying uh, asking for help. I've, I've asked people these, the smallest detail to, like, help with something. And they, yeah, they look at you like you're an idiot. And they Barney style. Like, no, 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 no. I just want to make sure I'm. Or I just want to confirm I'm doing it right. Yeah. And they look at you like like you're an idiot. Yeah. Because you didn't know. It's like, no, I did know. I just want to make sure. So. But, like you said, it's the culture. We need to learn how to. Stop paying hassles to each other. If you're not taking the classes, they're really good. Uh, yeah, or it's just a fun event. Yeah, it's like again, we we came, we vented, and I did not. I I can kind of I, I can hear, and I'll I'll kind of like listen a little bit. Um, it the you know it's not rocket science. It's no. really just it's these people they take knowledge that you can find. It's kind of like what you said. 
Um, the knowledge has always been out there. It's being packaged. It's being researched, packaged, and delivered by Street Cop yeah. Training in I, a digestible format. That's what Dennis Dennis said. You guys are paying me because you guys don't want to do the research, and I, I will do the research. I'll do it all and give it to you. But that's why you got to pay him because he's yeah. doing all the work. And it's great. And it's great even if you take classes. One of the best interdiction classes I took was uh, DAA Pipeline School. It was actually free. So when I came to Street Cop's, interdiction school i learned a little bit more not a lot more but it was great to have a refresher yeah to, to remind you what to look for they they give you a they print an email full of reasonable was it behaviors and uh stuff and it's pages thick of uh things to look for and articulate in your report and just like list them out as ideas like uh i can't think of any off the top of my head but i have a list of them so if i'm ever just sitting there watching traffic, sometimes I'll pull it out and look at them to keep in mind what to look for. And when you, I've read people's reports that like saw a bad guy, stopped bad guy, searched them, found dope. You need to put in there what, because they teach here not, don't just sit there and run tags, don't just sit here and run tags. I get bored sometimes and I'll sit there and run tags, but I'll also look for cars, certain cars to run their tag. And to me, if, if I'm targeting a car, I don't like just being like, oh, it looks like a shitty car. It might be a good car to stop. I want a behavior. So if I ever get asked in court, what made you run my client's car over all the other car? A lot of people will be like, oh, just because you can't. No, I'd rather have a reason why I did you. Because it is kind of fucked up to just target someone for no reason. I'd rather have their behaviors and be able to testify in court what their behaviors were. Hey, we're open. If you guys want something, we're just shooting a podcast. Okay. All right, cool. Um, that yeah, I mean that's a good point, and it, it's kind of like the. It's it takes all of that and makes it fun. Yeah, this is not just eight hours a day of. I mean, Dennis swears. Yeah, he they're Jersey boys, so they're fucking weird in general. But the whole staff looks like they're about to go to a club. <laughs> all their hairs yelled up. They got earpieces in. It's they use fireworks and fucking smoke machines. You feel each like instructor has a WWE <laughs> entrance. They have a walkout song. It's fun. <laughs> it, I, I mean, I don't know if it's meant to be serious or meant to be like, fuck it, let's go all out. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it's fucking lunch and they pump, you know. It's 7 a.m. and they're pumping music. You <laughs> pull up was, outside and it's <laughs> <laughs> 7 a.m. But, yeah, it, you know, it's fun. It, it kind of brings the spirit back into it. It's, it's uh. I think max class is an hour and a half. To, so it's not like you're being bombarded with information. Have a little class, and you get up, you socialize for a while, and you go have another class. Great guest speakers. Kyle Carpenter was here. So, yeah. And, and, and let's let it be known. Just because I own an apparel company and I have a podcast, I haven't quit yet. I fucking still go out there. I've been getting some felony dope lately. Like, big, 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 some yeah, big you, yeah, you capes. Some good shit. So, you know, but... uh yeah, and then also we're going to try and start every year when we come to Street Cop, because they go to different cities, we're going to try to do a little refractive wolf apparel get-together the night before the last day. I don't know yeah. what we're going to call it. I was thinking it's calling it Fridays a half day, but then if they change Fridays to a full day, then it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> so I was thinking about calling it like the degenerate, um, you know, because anybody, I mean, we're all punks here, so. It won't be a, uh invite-only or... It kind of will be, but you'll be invited. You just yeah, to, yeah, it's yeah. Not we're, gonna not, be like, we're not going to turn no one away. Yeah, but you got to kind of want to be in the our little subculture of it. So you got to buy a merchandise or yeah. a merchandise. That's your yeah. ticket in. <laughs> <laughs> you got to wear something to the party. All right, cool, man. You get. I'm, I don't yeah. have anything else. We got to start selling. I've, I've probably lost like ten customers already just by doing All this. All right, so. sounds good.